My name is Andrew Denny, and I welcome you to Couture and Construction, a weekly show dedicated to the people and stories behind beautiful places, recorded live in the Textures Nashville showroom inside the Nashville Design Collective. Episode 28, Pool Party. Fun in the sun, refreshing, entertaining, good old-fashioned fun. Who does not love the thought of spending the weekend on vacation in their own backyard? Happy kids, relaxed parents, it is the ultimate home entertainment center. Whether wanting a pool to help maintain an active lifestyle, create a family retreat, or to just enjoy the beauty and calming nature of design centered around water, we love pools. Joining us today is Chad Christensen, founder and chief designer for Watermark Pools, located in Nashville, Tennessee. Chad's striking creations set the bar for design in the Nashville area and are enjoyed by many. Welcome, Chad. Thanks for joining us. So glad to have you here, and we are really excited to learn about pools today. Well, thanks, Andrew, for having me. This is going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to sharing some of my experiences and uh, see how we can help the industry. Oh, fantastic. Thanks. So, Chad, before we start, share with us a little bit about you, your family, <clears throat> professional career background. Tell us who Chad is. Well, um, my most important part of my life is my family. I have a wife and two children, ages 10 and 16. And uh, I started in the construction industry basically when I was eight years old. I always loved to look at the houses that my uncle was building in Dallas. And so when we had family functions and reunions, I would always want to go see the – walk through the houses and ask them about ceiling heights and details and all that stuff. When everybody else was out playing in the yard, I wanted to go with my uncle to go – Look oh, at that's custom awesome. homes. So I always had a passion for building. Um, when I got to college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something in engineering. Uh, found the construction science and management at Kansas State University. Uh, so I got my degree in basically commercial building mm-hmm. and started working for Turner Construction. Oh wow! Out wow. of high, out of wow. high, out of college, and I worked they're for a big the, outfit. They're a big outfit, yeah. and had a, I learned a lot of what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Um, it was a great opportunity for me. I did that for six years, and my uncle called me when I was we were in we were in Miami, mm-hmm. and he called me. He said, "Chad, do you want to come join me? I got so much work that I just I need somebody to help run this." And um, I know you've always asked to to join, so would you be interested? And I said, "Absolutely." So I went and got my general contractor's license in Florida, okay. and joined him in Destin. And oh, cool. Yes, it was a great experience. We, I worked with him from 2004 to 2006, and then the economy started mm-hmm. going down, and I didn't yeah. want to be the yeah. guy that was the he, that he had to yeah, yeah take care of. So I told him, you know, I'm going to go on my own, and so I started my own construction company. At the same time, I started the pool company because mm-hmm. I was having such a hard time getting good pool contractors to build a great pool for me, and I had a pool for every house that I built because it's Florida. Yeah. And that's really where my pool experience started. Oh, and very so cool. so we've been doing that ever since. Very cool. Very cool. When did you come to Nashville? We moved here in 2014. Wow. Is that when you started Watermark? Well, I started Watermark when we were in Florida in 2006. 
And so that we built pools from 2006 until through today. It's still there. I've sold the company uh, last year. And when we moved here in 2014, I found um, a hardscape company that was really not a pool company, but was trying to build pools. Mm -hmm. Didn't really know it. Didn't really want to be involved with it anymore. So I bought that part of their company uh, and have grown that company a bunch ever since. And we renamed it uh, Watermark Pools just because that's what I've always been. So Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, so let's start from the top. How are things in the pool industry? They're great. Couldn't be better. Uh, we're very busy. Have great clients. The builders have pools on almost every single house. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't used to be that way, and it's changed a bunch over the years, over the last three or four years. Um, the builders tell me every house that they're talking to people about wants, wants a pool. So wants a pool. That's, that's great. That's fantastic. Do you see any uh, – and I'm sure this is probably kind of a, a dumb question, but has COVID played a part in in that demand? It's played a enormous part in the demand. You know, a lot of people would be using other areas like their community pool or their friend's pool or what have you. But mm-hmm. now that they're stuck at home, it's just like all the rest of the home mm-hmm. improvement business. Mm-hmm. It's just completely boomed. So we're fighting lead times on – you know, equipment mm-hmm. and things that they're just trying to keep up with. What are lead times looking like today? If I if I called you and said, Chad, uh, would love for you to start the process on getting me a pool. Best guess of from today to when I'm to when I'm enjoying that is that going to be this summer or is that going to be the summer of twenty two? Well, it'll be this summer when we could we could start mm-hmm. at this point in the game. Um, we. I tell when I meet with a client, it depends on where they're at in the process. Mm-hmm. If they already have a design and the builder is in the process of building the home, we do our best since I was a builder for, you know, 12 years. I understand that process mm-hmm. for the builder. And that's one thing that is really one of our, you know, pluses for our company is that um, I understand that whole process. So mm-hmm. we try, we will keep the schedule with the builder so that that doesn't adversely affect his his closing. Yeah, sure. And uh, they love that. So mm-hmm. typically if I'm starting new with a design, you know, it takes it takes a couple months to get the design done and get a permit. The permit's a whole another ball game because of COVID's really affected it. So that that timeline has been extended on some projects a bunch. Typically we we can start the pool within two to Two weeks to a month after we get the permit. Okay, but okay. that's because I've put them in the line because we've been working with them for three or four months. Sure, so sure. We have we have three building teams, so it's not like we just have one guy we're, okay. we're waiting okay. on. So we try to always always dig in and starting the structure, the shell, mm-hmm. about three or four times a month. Okay, so, very cool. So you have a lot going. I have a lot going. A lot going. So. Um, we'll, we'll do some role playing. So I am, uh, again, pretend I'm a, a customer. We're at the beginning of the process. What are, what are some of the things I need to consider when evaluating, uh, if my yard or home will support a pool where, where does the process start? Um, and I don't know if, if we can formulate this to both remodel and new construction, but what is the process and what does it look like and what should I expect 
uh, as the client to to kind of walk through the beginning stages of getting getting my dream pool built. So it depends on what area you're in. Depends if you're in Forest Hills, Oak Hill, um, Metro. Different places have different setbacks. So that's the first thing is we kind of mm-hmm. look at where the building envelope is and what you know what is City of Brentwood. What do they require? So we kind of talk through that and see what kind of space you have. See how they want to use the space. Do you want to have a pool house later? Uh, we have to consider a master plan. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I always make sure that we're thinking about because if we can come up with a master plan to begin with, then they can add as they need to because things are expensive. And sure. We sure. want to make sure that we think of things through completely on the design side on the front end. So that would be – an example of that would be um, – First step is I want to be able to get wet. But mm-hmm. in five years, if things go right, we may want a pool house that's a guest house. So you're going to take that into account when you're designing the pool so that that future need may be able to be met. That's correct. And okay. we'll, we'll stub Perfect. up we'll stub up smart. gas lines. Even, yeah, I didn't uh, even think about that. Like we have one client that we finished last year that, you know, they're going to do it. And so we, we did the foundation, all the pavers, everything's there. All the utilities are stubbed up underground, and it's it's really ready for them to just you know get the architect on board, draw it up, and then start building it. It's just I already guess, ready to go. That's funny because I never would have thought about that. But the the fact of the matter is, is if you ever wanted something past that pool, that'd be really hard to do of a pool sitting there. And probably way, way more expensive to go around. Way it. more expensive, and it becomes a, a whole other remodeling. You could, you could probably damage the pool if you're trying to do something. But if you go ahead and are planning for it, so maybe just kind of thinking out loud here, everybody may may really want to consider that, uh, regardless of whether they're doing something on the other side of the pool in their lifetime or not. But maybe the next owner would want to do that, you know, if the space allows. So that's and it actually- also – the other thing that you want to consider is, you know, people stay in these houses, you know, if they're going to spend that money, mm-hmm. they want to spend the money and stay there for mm-hmm. many years and enjoy it. And mm-hmm. so those, those are the life cycle of, you know, the kids. Okay, right mm-hmm. now they're, they're small. Mm-hmm. When they get older, let's just at least talk about it and think about it on the, you know, the front side yeah. and, and take a little more time on the design. And, and then you're good for many years – and then you can enjoy it in different different ways depending on where you're at in life. So that's a really interesting recurring theme that we have here on Couture and Construction is the the land will tell you so much. And codes and all of those different things are very geographically specific. And um, so as, as just kind of a layman, if, as a matter of fact, we're looking for a home right now um, in the Brentwood area. What would be some things that maybe because we definitely will want to pull at some point. What are some things that we should be looking for with existing homes? I mean, is it just the space of the yard? Is there uh, is there are there things to consider on the front end of what will support a pool and what won't? For your for your example, and and Brentwood, everything has to be all the the pool and all the hardscape have to be within. The building envelope, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. MBSL. So what you want to do is get a survey mm-hmm. and see where your house is in relation to where that MBSL is for the whole backyard. Do you have 40 feet or do you have 10 feet or do you have anything? Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. that house is built on the line on the back, well, guess what? 
There's no pool. There, you're not going to be building a pool. And yeah. Brentwood is not going to allow you to do that. So mm-hmm. that's something that you want to consider. The other thing you want to consider is the more grade you have, the more the cost is going to be. I mean, mm-hmm. you just got you have to deal with it. And a lot of times you can deal with the design. You can you can use the grade to your advantage. But you know, a lot of times around here is if you want the pool to be outside your living space mm-hmm. because you want to look at the pool all throughout the year mm-hmm. through your mm-hmm. living area and your kitchen, mm-hmm. then look at a house that has that. Don't, you know, think about where your pool is going to be eventually from that living space, mm-hmm. from your master bedroom, from mm-hmm. when you walk in the house. Mm-hmm. Because if there's a big drop off in the back and there's a walkout basement, mm-hmm. it's a lot more costly to build that pool all the way up. It's mm-hmm. a completely different mm-hmm. animal. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would consider. Okay. Is the grade for sure. What about are there are there restrictions? Um, you know, like HOA is that a, anything you ever run into where like a pool is not allowed or should be people should people be checking with the homeowners association to allow to see if that's allowed? Are those any issues you ever run into? Oh yes, sir, absolutely. So and it depends on which HOA we're working in, but yes, some of them they want to know. You know, they have spe- specifics for the fence for where the you know how you cover up all the pool equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have specifics on, you know, they want to know what kind of paver you're using. What, what's the, what are all the color selections yeah. for the pool? And, you know, we've actually had, we also have to submit that to the HOA so they get approval before we go get a permit. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. So a lot of times that's part of the process. So there's a lot of moving gears. This isn't as simple as digging a ditch and filling it with water. As much as we wish it was. <laughs> What are what are the trends you're seeing in pools now? And and your firm, it sounds like you guys do can do anything from the pool to to hardscapes to whatever. But what are the trends you're seeing in pool design? <clears throat> Depends on their age and how they want to use it. But there's you know mainly you know Nashville has always been a very traditional style. You know, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. it's just there's more traditional. So a lot of rectangles, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. twenty by forty pools with the cover are popular. Uh, we we love to think outside the box and go, you know, change elevations. Mm-hmm. And um, fire is obviously, I love the fire. The fire really the fire does. Is really, really. It cool. really makes a great ambiance. Yeah, I even turn on my fire bowls when I'm in my inside my house. Yeah. Cuz the reflection off the water. Yeah. So we we I like we, we introduced fire and and water, moving water sounds, all that stuff brings you back to that space. Mm-hmm. So we want to, you know, integrate that as much as we can. Um it is more costly, but it is something that I try not to cut out because mm-hmm. it is it's it's such it has such an effect on the space. Are people adding speaking of fire? Um, we're in Nashville. I think probably the typical pool season here is probably, well, you tell me, um, it's mainly March, you know, March, April to October. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's a pretty long pool season. It is. It's it's about eight months, nine months, depending. Of course you can use a heater and make it longer. So that's my question. So how does a heater work? And do a lot of people choose to do a heater? Well, there's two different types of heaters. I'm a, uh, if you have a spa, you have to have a, a gas, you know, heater. Like a furnace or something. Sure. Yeah. And then – and you can use that for the pool and the spa. Sometimes you have separate equipment, so you can heat the pool separate from the spa and, just you know, have two different temperatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the systems, we just make one system. Um, 
depending on what the owner's needs are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the other type of heater is a heat pump and a chiller. So you, we we install a lot of those. I think that's my favorite piece of equipment on my at my house is that is the heater and chiller. And the reason is because it's way more efficient than the gas heater. The gas heater is very expensive to run. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna extend the shoulder seasons on both sides, you know, in the spring and mm-hmm, in the fall, mm-hmm. um, then you're gonna use you want to use the heater for many months. It's not just, you know, not just mm-hmm. in the wintertime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with that said, the heat pump, you know, it costs like a hundred dollars a month to run where a gas would be, if you left them on all the time, like almost a thousand dollars. Oh, wow. wow. So the heat pump actually pays for itself pretty quick, depending mm-hmm. on how much you use it. But the be- the beautiful thing is, is the, the heat pump and shillers, I use it all during summer, all during the summer because I like it at 82 degrees because huh. it's still got a little chill in yeah. the water. Yeah. Where everybody else's is 90 degree water. Yeah. Yeah. Ours, ours is 82, refreshing. 84, and it's yeah. refreshing. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's a g- complete game changer. Mm. So, and is that something, is that a geothermal product or is that? It's a- not, it's not a geothermal product, but okay. it's, uh, it's like a, it's like your, Heat pump, heat pump on your for your AC. Okay, cool. It's the same same type of technology. It's using the outside air to to heat your pool. You mentioned spas earlier. Do a lot of people choose to integrate a spa into? And I'm assuming spa. Just excuse the vernacular. Is that a hot tub? That's the same thing. spa. Okay. Yes. So do a lot of people choose to integrate that into their design, or is it is it you know fifty fifty? What or just completely personal preference? It's um, it's personal preference, but I do urge people to go ahead and put the spa in. Okay. Um, just because if you ever change your mind, you want to add it later. It's so much more money, mm-hmm. and we have get back to what you're saying earlier. Mm-hmm. It becomes a remodel job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just. It's way cheaper to do it up front. Okay. And you're going to use it if... Again, then you've extended your pool use to year-round. That's right. Because, I mean, a couple years ago, I traveled up to our, uh, our... our biggest vendor, Peachy, uh, up in State College, Pennsylvania, and we went out in January, and it was snowing and sat in the spot. And, I mean, it literally – now I understand why people love those in the winter because it was like the exact opposite of the summer pool experience where you're 82 degrees. It was refreshing. This was incredible to sit in – I mean, my hair froze <laughs> from from awesome. from the water, but it was so refreshing and invigorating to sit to sit out there and enjoy an evening. It was just really, really That's delightful. Great. So That's great. Uh, put us down for one of those when you do I got you. Yeah, um, done. Walk me through, uh, you know, one of the things in our industry is, uh, and I'll use Nashville as a specific example. Um, there's a labor shortage, okay? And there's all sorts of new companies. And some of those companies are going to be great and be around for, for 50 years and, and some other ones, um, you know, are, are seeing an opportunity in the market and there may be, you know, just some inexperience. As a client, you know, kind of the old rule is if I was going to build a pool, I'd probably talk to two or three, two or th- I'd get a referral from, from somebody that had been th- through the experience. And then I would probably talk to two or three companies. <coughs> Pardon me. But what should I be looking for in a pool company? What should I be looking for with somebody that can uh, execute this and give me a product that's going to a function and and last? Because it seems like there's lots of things that could go wrong in this process. Lots of things that can go wrong. That's absolutely correct. The first thing is to is to do your research 
and to to your point, get referrals of people that have gone through the entire you know they've gone through the process. They know they know they know the process. They can explain it to you, and that they know what they got. Mm-hmm. They understand what the pro, what product they they have they've gotten, and and after the fact, how have they done on warranty? Are they do they you know they Johnny on the spot? Do they mm-hmm. take three weeks after you've called them to come over here and you know fix a pump or or yeah. what have you? But they're not all pool companies are created equal by any stretch of the imagination. That's across the board uh, in the entire pool industry. Um, one of the things that sets us apart is the fact that I was I was a home builder, high end home builder that have gone through the process as a builder with pool companies. And what I found, what I realized is I really didn't know anything about what they were going to be doing. Nothing. I really didn't know anything, to be quite honest. And so. No one would ever communicate that with me. The communication was horrendous. Um, the product was horrendous. And there was, you know, it was very frustrating for me. And I'm like, it's got to be better. This has got to be a better process. Because you're I mean, the person that's getting the phone calls. That's correct. Yeah. That's I right. Mean, it's, it's your product. Right. And so so I've. that's the reason, like I said earlier, that's why I started the pool company. But that's why I – really focus with the owners to educate them on the process, expectations, the cost. What's the true cost? Because mm-hmm. there's some pool companies that don't tell you. They're like, oh, that's how much the pool's going to be. Well, there's a whole other – Yeah, there's yeah. all these other costs. And I don't, I don't like to give my owners surprises. I just mm-hmm. – this is what it is. Here's why it is. Let's go through every single number so you understand what you're paying for. And it's not this big secret, and it's it's just an unknown that you're about to start this so, big so, yours, so an example of that would be I may get a quote that's the pool cost. Mm-hmm. But what that doesn't include is the fence, the deck, the – the haul uh, off, the yeah, the, the removing the, the rock, the the those are all a la carte, and those are. I'm assuming that's not a couple hundred bucks. We're talking tens of thousands I mean, of dollars that exactly you may right. you could very quickly get in over your head on each one of those items you just said. Oh, yes, wow. tens of thousands of dollars on. Yes, I mean yeah. if they don't include haul off, that's why it, it needs to be discussed. Haul off, mm-hmm. um, temporary road. Mm-hmm. Did you have the the gravel road? Do you mm-hmm. have Tearing up the the, gra- the temporary. This is an after the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know after the fact type of pool where the houses are existing. So there's a lot of those costs that really you know until it's apples to apples. Truly, you don't you don't know what your price is, and oh, that's wow. that's why my I enjoy going through it with the owner and uh, on the front end. So we're not talking about it on the on the back end, and we have all these surprises, mm-hmm. and that just doesn't create for a good. Well, it could go from being something that's really exciting for your family to something that you lose sleep over and is a nightmare and you that's regret. Right. That's right. Hmm. And so we don't we don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very important for us as far as the process is, like I said, education, knowing the pool that you're getting, knowing mm-hmm. how much it's going to cost, how much we're going to tear up your backyard, um, what to expect in the at, you know in three months, what is it going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, access in and out of the house for the owners. Mm-hmm. You know, if we if we only have an access going through the driveway and that's our only access, well, guess what? Y'all need to think about when you are about to take the kids to school and we have people working here. I don't, we need to we need to talk about that. We and it's raining out, and, and it's raining yeah. and you're you're yeah. trying to get out the door and the pool guy's there. So we, all those things, those expectations just need to be talked about up front. Mm-hmm. So there's there's. There's just so many things to go over instead of just getting a price and saying, oh, okay, we're good, man. It's, it's a lot yeah. cheaper than that guy yeah. and going with it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So let's talk about uh, price real quick. And uh, I'm going to ask you specifically on prices later, but I'm assuming pools, the type of pools you build are probably anywhere from $100,000 to a million dollars. That's right. Okay. So very, very expensive. Do, do people finance that? Is it an all-cash deal? Is it part of their mortgage? Can you give me some insight into how people pay for this? And this, these always make me feel bad because I'm like, man, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing pretty well. But I, I couldn't stroke a check for $700,000 for my dream pool. Um, uh, so I, it's a mixture of all what you just said. So some of it's in the construction loans. So if it's mm-hmm. a new pool, you know, new house, mm-hmm. then I'm, it's in the – construction mm-hmm. loan or if they're paying cash for the house then that's you no, know it's no, cash no. we don't do any like i know some financing options mm-hmm. but that's not really our clientele mm-hmm. our clientele typically is the one that is either using a HELOC okay you know they'll they'll get it refinanced to get a HELOC so that maybe they're using some of their cash maybe they're using some of that yeah. and maybe they're financing through a bank mm-hmm. um sometimes they'll get a bank involved uh and if mainly that happens when it's a whole big project in the back mm. and there's a pool house and there's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like a, you said, eight or eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars and, you know, there there'll be a couple times I've worked with the banks to, you know, with the owner to get that that happening, but typically, typically it's cash. Yeah. Well, must be nice. I know. Uh, right? What are the different types of pools? Um, in South Carolina, I have two sisters. Um, they both have beautiful pools. Uh, you know, home values are, are different there than they are in Nashville. Um, but they are, uh, maybe inserts and seem to work great here. Every, every time I go to a friend's house that has a pool, it seems to be gunite. Um, share with me a little bit about the options that exist for, for building a pool and, and maybe some of the little bit of differences between those but pros and cons perhaps. So there's three different types. There's gunite, uh, shotcrete, there's liner and then there's fiberglass. Okay. Liner is going to be your most cost of effective. Um, it's going to be the cheapest option out there. Uh, still allows you to get wet, like you said. Mm-hmm. It still allows for a pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a long-term type product like a like a gunite pool. Okay. Um, there's the there's pros and cons. Uh, it's typically depends on the house value mm-hmm. on where where they need to be on their pool. Mm-hmm. And it makes mm-hmm. sense. It's mm-hmm. everybody's got a budget. So that's the that's the best yeah, way to get it. It's a $300,000 house, you probably don't want a $300,000 yeah. pool. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's exactly right. So, uh, fiberglass is the next one. It's it is not a whole lot cheaper than doing gunite, but it is it is a bit cheaper. Um, and then you have gunite, and the gunite's you know it's made out of concrete and steel, and it's there for if it's built right forever, and for you to enjoy it for many years. And and the little research I've done is gunite the only option that kind of the shape and size is endless. As compared to vinyl and fiberglass, that's that, exactly correct. Okay, yes, we so can that build. allows you to make an amoeba with you know whatever you want. Where that's correct. Where a vinyl, it seems like it's uh, there's different shapes and yeah, sizes. Yeah, they're they're and standards. Options. That's right. Okay, okay. And then a fiberglass pool can only be as big as what they can get on a truck to haul. Ah, oh wow. Okay, okay. And we've all seen those guys driving down the interstate. That's right. Uh, 
So I hear a lot about saltwater pools, chlorine pools growing up. Uh, you know, it was, if I remember correctly, unless I was down visiting, I remember my grandparents had, uh, well, their club had a saltwater pool and it was like literally saltwater. Like it was, it wasn't like today, but then every other pool I was ever in was chlorine and you had the red eyes and, you know, uh, shocking and this and that. And so what are the types of, of water today? Is it still predominantly salt and chlorine or? So we, we really, as a industry, the higher end people and, um, pool builders are really trying to get kind of away from salt. It's a ah. corrosive environment and ah. there's yeah, just a better sense. option out there with UV and ozone. Okay. And, the UV ozone or ozone is not um, created equal either. So mm-hmm. there's on the really high end projects where you want crystal clear water and you want to use very little or no chlorine. Mm. There's that option out there now. Okay. And of course those systems were more, more expensive, mm-hmm. but if uh, with a client that really wants almost no chlorine, mm-hmm. That's the the best option. Okay. So do chlorine pools still exist? They do. And we need on a typical, you know, residential, typical residential setup, there's still going to be a a background of chlorine to fight the algae. But for the rest of the sanitation, the UV and ozone does a great job. Okay. Um, It's it's low maintenance. Okay. Very cool. It doesn't dry you out. It keeps you, you know, it gives you the same benefits as salt for the most part, which everybody just wants to have, you know, they just want their eyes not to burn. So you keep the pH correct. And the other is, I don't want a whole lot of chlorine that smells like, I smell like chlorine. My my mm-hmm. hair's the wrong color yeah, yeah. and I'm dried out. So mm-hmm. that the ozone does a great job on okay. fixing all those factors. So it's like swimming in a spring creek, spring fed creek. That's right. That's right. Uh, so let's kind of delve a little bit deeper into the process. Um, what does it look like? Kind of walk me through what to expect. Um, who's involved? Uh, you know, I'm assuming that there's plumbers, that there's electricians, that there's land movers, that there's uh, designers, uh, masons, concrete people. I mean, it's truly – it's like building – well, it's a massive project. So that's right. There's lots of parts and pieces, and it starts, like you said at the beginning, with architects and landscape architects, which are super talented. And I love working with great landscape architects and architects, which we do a lot here in Nashville. Um, so that's that whole process. Once we get done with the design, you know, we go into permitting, and then the next step is hey, guys, we got the permit. Now what? Okay, well. We're about to blow up your backyard. Here's what you need to expect, right? Um, and so, what we do is we uh, we'll dig the we'll we'll make sure everybody's good with the plans. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody's good with the depths. Talk about you know where the lights go, all that good stuff, and on the plan. And then once we start digging, we'll do the steel work. And before we shoot the concrete, this is when we stop and everybody gets involved and says, "Okay, guys, this is what we have. This is what the plans show." Do you understand where your lights are? Do you understand where your where your tanning ledge is? Do you understand how deep the water is on the tanning ledge? It's six inches. Did you? Are you, are you now's mm-hmm. the time to speak because if you don't speak now and we shoot this pool, it's very hard and it's, very expensive for done. you. Because I'm saying right now, this is the time to speak up. So that whole process right there, people love. And I love because it just gets rid of all the questions. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not like, well, we talked about putting a bench over there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not there. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you you have so that this conversation. This is the framing walk. This is the framing that's walk fr- yeah, that's right. that you would do. This is the framing walk. Yeah, the walk through the where where your light switches go. Where yep. you know, that's exactly right. That's the same walk. It gets through. a so lot that's, worse once drywall starts getting hung. That's right. It starts yeah. costing more money, and it's yep. so easy to do it before the mm-hmm. insulation guy shows mm-hmm. up. So that process right there, really, I mean, it, it takes. 30 minutes to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour to go through it all. Mm-hmm. But when you, I asked the owner, hey, do you feel comfortable about this? Are you, mm-hmm. are you excited? They're like, yeah, we are. We know mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And we've made a couple of changes and yeah. it's all good. So that process right there is great. I love that. So anyway, we shoot it, shoot, uh, Shot Creek Day is a big day. Uh, it's a lot of noise, mm-hmm. a lot of action. You know, it's controlled chaos, mm-hmm. uh, as one of my clients put it not too long ago. Um, so once the shell's in, then we, uh, backfill and plummet, and we you know work with the builders. Typically, if it's a new construction, we work with the builders to make sure we know where everything's going. Mm-hmm. As far as here's where our trench is going to go for our plumbing. Do you have any big trees? Do you have footers that are going through this potential trench area that we're taking the plumbing to for the pool equipment? You know, all those questions we try to mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. at you know at that time. So uh, to keep you know, later mm-hmm, mm-hmm. problems from happening. So after that, then we do the tile with the coping, the hardscapes, retaining walls, what have you. Um, and then just, you know, finish the pool. And then it's the pool. And then we it's, do, it's, once we once we get all that done, and the owner and the builder are, um, the owner's almost moved into the house. Mm-hmm. That's when we like to plaster because everybody wants to plaster early so they see water. But the the best thing to do, which I tell everybody, is you just need to wait. It takes a couple of days to do the plaster mm-hmm. and fill up with water, and, and we're ready to roll. Okay. It's all good. A lot of things can happen bad to the plaster if if we're rushing it. So just let's let's stay calm and just, just I would wait, assume even wait construction debris, just also mud, rain, I mud, mean, just, rain, yeah. and it stains things. Mm-hmm. It does. It's just it's the nature of the beast, and it's you know it's just something that we need to. So we've kind of gotten an overview of the process. Um, seems like everything is super easy, and you just knock this out. But what can go? What can go wrong? Oh, what can go wrong? So there's a lot that can go wrong. Um, we focus our company focus. I, we focus on the education of how a pool is built. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a lot of things about just the pool itself, the shell, for instance, and the plumbing, for instance, that. If you don't have the correct coverages for, say, for the rebar, mm-hmm. for the concrete, mm-hmm. uh, that can be a disaster uh, later down the road. If you if you're you know you, you ha- you're supposed to have three inches from where the steel is to the outside of the minimum to the outside of the shell, so because it's it's full of water, and so and that water creates pressure. That's correct. Okay, and, and so a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, I mean, and so there's. You know, there's there's different standards that we go by that are like for the ACI um, standards and plumbing standards and safety standards. There's there's a lot of standards that you have to go by, and we go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, say the, the the velocity of the pipe, we we go lower so it's safer, mm-hmm. and it's okay. just a more it's a happier pool uh, and it's safer for the owner. So we use larger plumbing. Our hydraulics are determined by you know the the vessel and how how it works and how many fountains we have and you know a lot of different factors that's a whole nother topic but our whole goal is to build it 
correct to begin with because you spend, and it's not a whole lot more money just to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's if you don't, I guarantee, you, you, I guarantee you, it's less money to do it, it right is the less first time. Mo- that is exactly that's a good point. It is less money mm-hmm. to do it right the first time, but you have to have someone that really understands structural. This comes um, back to your construction science degree. That's right. That's yeah. right. We and, used to test. We used to test concrete, and so yeah. I, I have a very broad knowledge of construction. And so it, it's really interesting. And I hate to interrupt you, but you know, typically at Textures we do uh, luxury residential, um, but a significant part of our business is high end commercial boutique hospitality. And uh, one of the things that those two things have taught us the one of the biggest differences is, um, like you just mentioned, ACI and the technical data that's needed to build uh, commercial mm-hmm. and the backup that's needed, the data, the proof. And so it's kind of interesting talking to you coming from an original, you know, working for a company like Turner, um, where all of those things have to be submitted. Like, that's how you get the lien released. Um, That's that's how the final payment is there is when you can prove these things were done to an industry standard and to the manufacturer's standard, which which supersedes the industry standard because there's there's instructions. That's right. I mean, it's as simple as there is. There is instructions. That rebar manufacturer probably or whatever, I'm sure, you know, there's just a lot of data that says you have to do it this way or it'll fail. Oh, it'll fail. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's not – we don't make an infallible product. You can't do it halfway and expect it to succeed. So somebody that really pays attention to those details would be critical in this because I wouldn't even know where to begin to repair uh, – you know, a concrete break in a pool um, because you didn't have enough depth. I mean, you're talking a massive issue. Yeah, it is, and and it is. It it can be. It's draining the pool. It's, I mean, it's it's not fixing a scratch on a hardwood floor. The the problem with the pool industry is there's a lot of people getting into the pool industry that just don't know better. Mm -hmm. They don't know better, but they think they do, Mm -hmm. and they just don't. And Mm -hmm. And if you're not educating yourself, before you t- over, before you take on such a big project, mm-hmm. it's it can be devastating. I mean, you know things things like understanding hydraulics, structure, soils, um, damp proofing. Mm. How how does water transfer through the shell, and what does it do to the tile on the outside? Well, ah. if you're not doing the proper damp proofing and the proper steps, well, guess what? You're going to have those problems. Those those are going to be problems, and you know, to fix the damp proving thing, you might have to strip the whole, all the tile off, not all the tile off and all the plaster, you know, start all over again on the shell and re, re-damp proof it, replaster the whole pool. I mean, that's a, that's $50,000. Wow. That, I mean, it just depends on the size of the pool, but it's, it, it can be a lot of money. So the people that are trying to get in that don't, that they're not, they're just thinking they can go, just go build a pool. Mm-hmm. It can, uh, it can sink them pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all it takes is one, like we say in the industry. You can sink a homeowner. I mean, that could, and, and that's that, absolutely right. That could be a terrible thing. I mean, again, that goes back to understanding the proposal up front. You know, most people want something they can manage financially and fixing these mistakes. Man. Yeah, we have one right Start now. Start costing around 50 grand. I mean, that's, I don't care who you are. That's a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. That's just that's just that for simple, um, a minor fix. A, a minor, yeah. That's like a, a problem that's not catastrophic, but it's you know, you don't want to be looking efflorescence the rest of your life on mm-hmm. on that beautiful wall that you spent so much money on. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of things like that. So 
there's a lady now, I mean, we get a phone calls a lot on, can you come look at our pool? It's falling apart. Uh, got one last week. We're, you know, we have the profession. I have the professionals. I hooked them up with the owner, um, expert witness to come over. And I mean, he's going to scan the pool. We're going to core drill the pool. We're going to check out the, the structure, you know, the structure of the pool. We're going to check the velocities of the plumbing, mm. see how safe it is and how unsafe it is. Um, we're going to scan the rebar, the shell, to see where the rebar is on on center. So if you get yourself in that position because you just wanted to save some money on building a pool, um, it's just you can't fix that. That pool is a disaster, mm-hmm. and you just can't you can't really fix it. You have to tear it out. And I told her that I said I can't. I'm I'm not going to touch it. But don't listen to me. Listen to the guy that's the expert mm-hmm. in the in the in the pool industry that will will prove it all to you. But the only way to fix this is to tear it out and spend another two hundred thousand dollars on getting getting it right. Oh and her goodness. eyes look just like you just did. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So it, it's very important to make sure that you do your homework. Make sure you get a get a, a pool company. That's a pool company. That's what mm-hmm. they do. Mm-hmm. They build pools. Wow! So wow, that's scary. That's scary. And I would imagine, and I really would imagine, just similar. And again. It, Nobody in this industry is perfect. I'm sure you've had mistakes. I I know if we make it through one day without a mistake, we're we're happy. Great but but <laughs> but we have mistakes all the time, and uh, we try to take those and improve. But there's things that that happen. And again, it's the person behind the company. It's the you know it's it's doing those things. But I would have to imagine. Again, this kind of goes back to the beginning of the process. If you if you get two or three quotes and one is, you know, significantly outside of the other two, run. That's that's a big that's a big red flag. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's a big had, red flag. Had a story just yesterday of of our number was five something. It was a whole backyard pool house, mm-hmm. five or six. And this kid who's 26 years old mm-hmm. gave the price to the owner, and it was 270. And he's like, "I got it." And my landscape architect's like, "Buddy, you need to, you need to, you yeah. need to think about this. That guy, he doesn't know. I mean, it's just, it's mm-hmm. impossible. You cannot. Mm-hmm. You yeah, just can't no, do I mean, that. it's we're not operating on 100 percent margins. I mean, it's yeah, yeah exactly. It's not like that guy saying, "No, oh, I'll <laughs> exactly. just take 20 grand for this." No, yeah, I mean, yeah, doesn't have right. doesn't have enough to cover the costs and the not expertise. Even, can't, and the can't even can't even cover the costs. Yeah. Mm. So to scary. your point, yeah, scary. run. Okay. Well, now that we're all scared to death about getting a pool. <laughs> um, no, don't get scared. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, <laughs> what are the trades involved in pool construction? And do those fall under – so let's just for, – for an example. Obviously, in a remodel, I would assume you're kind of bringing everybody to the table. But if it's new construction um, – there's there's different trades is is that all in the are you supervising those guys so is there a specific electrician for the pool is there a specific mason for the pool is it how does that generally work and 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 who do you supervise uh when you're building a pool so i supervise my supervisors Mm -hmm. um my guys take care of our employees and our subcontractors Mm -hmm. we do have subcontractors Mm -hmm. Uh, we have uh, so to start with we have you know we lay it out my me and my guys lay it out make sure it's all correct make sure the elevations are correct then we have either we dig it or we have another crew Mm -hmm. dig it 
uh, under your pool. supervision. That's right, yeah. under our yeah. supervision. And they come and dig the pool. So we have excavation, then we have uh, form work, mm. and we have steel, mm. and then plumbing, electrical, uh, concrete, shotcrete, crew. Then we have uh, our plumbers come back in and backfill the shell, compact the gravel, and run the plumbing. And then we have the tile crew mm. that also does the damp proofing and waterproofing of the pool. And then we have, which is basically a, he's a tile and they, those guys are tile masons. They do it all. Yeah, yeah. They're wonderful. Um, and then they also have the coping. So that's the, that's the top piece mm-hmm. on top of the shell. That's then, where the, um, that's where the deck meets the water essentially, right? Yeah. That's that. It's like, it's usually one the foot curb. or 18 yeah. inch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, uh, then we have the decking. So then we have, um, well, we also have electricians. Um, and then we have the decking. And then sometimes we hire the fence guys, you know, if mm-hmm. we're doing the fence, hardscape or the landscaper, if we're doing the landscaping. Jeez. So we just, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, it's not, it's not as many as building a house, but it's not too far off. It's the major wow. guys. Wow. Yeah. But you still have, you know, you still have forming guys that are yeah. basically framers, yeah. you know, if they're good. You, the only thing you don't have is flooring. That's but right. I guess I you know. can do Isn't that, that for the, that's the, the thing <laughs> you, you change for that. the deck. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk now that we kind of understand the process. Let's talk budgets. Okay. And again, I know that like everything in this business, it's site specific, but what are, what should be the expectation for pools? And, uh, well, first let's start. What would be, if you had to, from your experience, what's kind of the average size of a pool? And is that measured by a dimension or is that measured by how much water's in it? What what determines that? Around here, it's very it's very common to have a twenty by forty. Okay, which is very common. Okay, and, um, and, and do those all, have deep ends? Is that a lot of times we do? A lot of times we do eight feet. Okay, uh, eight and a half. If it's a diving pool, it's got certain specific mm-hmm. um, dimensions and specifications of what we have to go by on the on the diving pool for safety reasons. And in a twenty by forty pool, how many gallons of water would that typically be? Well, it depends on the depths. Okay. So okay. it could be fifteen thousand, it could be twenty thousand. I mean it just depends okay. on okay. Okay. a lot of the pool tangent so, ledges and stuff like that. So twenty by forty pool, um what should be a reasonable budget that people would hear? And let's assume there's, you know, a couple fire bowls and maybe not a spa, but just, you know, a nice Family pool that'll last a long time, it not not completely tricked out, but you know some options that the normal person would want. So if it's on if it's new construction, this is new construction, mm-hmm. not um, you know re- remodel or after the fact we go in and put the pool in. But it, it's around one thirty to one fifty, depending on what okay. they choose. Okay. Um, if we had a spa, you know it could be one one seventy five with both you know pool spa combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, fire features are four or five thousand dollars piece. Okay. Um, fire truck. You know, if we do a big fire, linear fire, those go. You know, some of those are eight or ten thousand dollars, depending on what all we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all, you know, retaining walls, raised walls, scuppers, other water features, all that stuff just kind of adds up. Mm-hmm. So what about for a remodel? If we're if we're kind of let's say one thirty to two hundred for new construction. Same type of pool in a remodel situation, so what or you, in an existing home situation. Correct. So it, it, again, like you said, it depends on the mm-hmm. on the house. But one here's just the consider, the mm-hmm. things to consider that you have to do besides that you don't have to do on new construction. So that would be a temporary road, mm-hmm. which could be it could be two thousand dollars. It could be 
twelve thousand dollars. Depends mm-hmm. on how long the run is, and mm-hmm. you know, all that good stuff. Removing the road when it's done. Mm-hmm. So typically, I have the landscaper does that on the way out. Mm-hmm. But that's that can be you know you have to haul all that gravel off. Mm-hmm. Depends on where they can dump it. So that's another four or five thousand dollars. Could be two thousand dollars. It just depends on how much, but that's another factor. So that that gravel road right there is right. A, is a chunk. Or yeah, it can so be. right there we're at one forty to start. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, that's right. As opposed and to one thirty, just for gravel that you'll never use. That's right. You, you never get to, you never it, get to enjoy uh, it. You get to throw it away. Yeah, you get to throw it away. Yeah, isn't that great? So uh, plus the fence. Mm-hmm. So that could be depending on the fence. Could be seven to twenty thousand dollars, or you know, however that whatever lineal feet you got. The other thing that the builder typically does on new construction that we have to do is pour the pad and get all the utilities over to that mm. pad location. Okay. Uh, sometimes build an enclosure around it. So that's additional. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the things on the new construction, the, the builder takes on a mm-hmm. lot of that. Mm-hmm. So when we go in and we act as the, basically the general contractor for the out for the new space in the backyard, we have to do all that. So all the, you know, so that could be, depending on the, I mean, it could be a couple thousand dollars to seven to $10,000 for moving the utilities from Jeez. one side of the yard to the other. So demolition. So removing trees. Mm. That's something that the builder would have already done uh, on a new construction. So tree removal, which we usually have the owner take care of that. Sometimes we have to dig up the stump to get, if it's in the pool area, the hardscape area. So that's another, you know, it's another mm-hmm. cost. The demoing existing retaining walls and sometimes demoing pools. We got one in uh, Bell Mead we're going to be doing in the next couple of months, and it's you know it's an existing pool. It's got all the hardscape, but it's just not what it's not what the landscape architects want. So we're just going to tear all of it out and start all over again. They're doing the same thing with the house, so you know, yeah, all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so that can be. I mean, that, that's why it's just that's yeah. why you got to make sure all your scopes covered when you're the owner, especially doing it after the fact. Uh, on an existing home, you just want to make sure from when you get here until you leave, what are all the costs? Well, how much are they? What am I, mm-hmm. what, what should I not, what should I expect to be a surprise? Mm-hmm. Well, what you can expect to, that can possibly be a surprise is to, you know, rock removal, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of rock, how deep the rock is and how long it takes to get it all out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hauling off, uh, if we hit bad dirt, un- unsuitable soils, when we hit, Unsuitable soils, we have to dig until we get to a good compacted, basically God's dirt, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and not fill. We have to dig all the way through that. So if we have a tanning ledge that's, you know, it's only six inches deep, and we hit, you know, hit dirt, the, the fill right there, you know, shallow space, we have to dig, we have to keep digging. Wow. We just have to keep digging. And then we have to build it all back up with gravel. So that, that that's additional cost that we just don't know until we start yeah, digging. yeah. So those are the those are those are the unknowns, mm-hmm. um, but they need to be talked so about. The exclusions, and the, the exclusions. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. We've been talking a lot in our business about exclusions, and I'm a big believer that there's two things that should be presented: what's included, and very, 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 very clearly what is excluded. Absolutely, and and that saves a lot of heartache. Totally uh, agree. Uh, ton of heartache. Um, totally agree. And it's the integrity of of the process. So again, it's, uh, you know, you don't want to get in and say, well, I thought you guys were doing that. No, right here, we've talked about it, and it's not small print. It's, right. it's we, we've had this conversation. It's big, bold on, on the estimate. We don't do this. We can, but it's not included. To your point on 
expectations, and well, we talked about this is when when we send a when I send out a a uh, proposal, and we're and we're going a lot of back and forth, mm-hmm. and we're changing things and back and forth. What I'll do is I'll strike out what we talked about mm-hmm. and make it zero, so they know when they sign the contract, you've mm-hmm. already taken this out. Mm-hmm. It was in there before, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not anymore, mm-hmm. and then it's excluded down here mm-hmm. because it, it, it. To your point, they, well, we talked about that, <clears throat> we did, and then you took it out. But mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't remember that because mm-hmm. you do. You go back and forth. And yeah, yeah, it's, sure. It's, it's just not. They're it's, not it's trying not, to. Yeah, they're not yeah, trying. Yeah, no, it's trying just, to get. But it's one of those expectations that mm-hmm. you just need to say out loud. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying this out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, final question on cost. If, if you're doing it, one thing, uh, do you include the design in, is that part of the overall cost? I, I understand that a landscape architect may do this sometimes. Um, but if you, if you're kind of coming in at a remodel and we want a one-stop shop, uh, are you including that design cost or, or how does that process begin? Because if I wanted an estimate, where, what, well, how would I, how would I yeah. tell you to do that? Is that something that a, a pool company, you should expect to get a bill for that before you agree or how does that work? So the way we, the way we work is we do not do it for free. Okay. Um, it's, we are really good at what we do mm-hmm. and we need to be, you know, we need to be paid for our time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we charge. Fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars to do a a rendering, and it's all in three D. It's beautiful. It's got lots of detail. And then that once we once we do that, if they decide to go with us and sign a contract, then then they I just give them a credit, and I don't, mm-hmm, I don't charge mm-hmm, them for mm-hmm. it. We do respect what we do. Mm-hmm. We're good at what we do, and we need you know we don't we're just not going to do it for free. Yeah, here it is. Go get a bid out. Yeah, yeah, they're just going to a lot of times they just take it and. <clears throat> they get somebody else to build it, and it's just not. It's, it's not right. It's yeah. not right. Yeah. yeah. So it also it also weeds out people that aren't really serious, mm-hmm. and they're looking for the cheapest guy. Mm-hmm. They're not going to pay you up front to do something that they're just going to take it and give it to the mm-hmm. other pool company. They're just okay. going to do it. Yeah. Because other pool companies will do it for free. Yeah. So. Well, and that and that's the thing. I mean, there's look. It's the right client, the wrong client. Um, we all have to come to those own con- our own conclusions. But to our audience, there's a level of responsibility that that you share as the consumer. That you know, act in good faith. Um, none of us in the trades, whether it's pool building, flooring, whatever, you know, our time is valuable. Uh, and we we want to serve as best as possible. But we also, you know, there's a fine line between serving and being taken advantage of. And, uh, you know, we just – everybody's a little protective of that. Okay. Well, I think that we have covered this. uh, I think you've given us a fantastic overview of pool. Um, uh, Do you have anything else you'd like to – that you'd like to add before I move you on to rapid fire? I think that it's great that – that you're having these podcasts because um, there's it, it, just in the pool industry itself, it's got such a long way to go to educate owners, builders of what the process is because it's been so bastardized, I guess is the word. Yeah. And nobody knows over the years, nobody and knows. people just don't know. And now yeah. all they see is pictures. Oh, that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. But there is so much more to the bones and the process and to have a really great product that you pay for and you feel good about. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing. And that. it's it's great to be able to yeah communicate you. that thank on you. a little bit bigger. Well, audience. hopefully, we'll all collectively kind of lift the industry up a little bit and help our our ultimate clients have a great understanding and help their experience be what they hoped for. Totally. Um, okay. So we're going to move on to rapid fire and thank you for spending the time being here because this is a complex <clears throat> subject. And I know I've been in construction for now 20 years. I would no more know where the process starts. Now I do. Now I do. Go. So, there so I'm go. excited about that. Uh, okay. Rapid fire. What do you do to unwind and relax? My family loves to go to the mountains of North Carolina and, and uh, be on the lake. Oh, man. Me or too. in the summertime. What, what part of North Carolina do y'all go to? We go to Boone a lot. Okay, we yeah. go to Highlands. Yeah. Highlands is, Highlands is probably my favorite place. I love Old Edwards Inn. My wife and I love going there and uh, spending time. And my, my oldest niece is a graduate of uh, App State. So, oh, is she really? So, so That's cool. That's great. Of, we have a lot of family that went to App State. But so. Western North Carolina, great place. Western great North place. Carolina. We love to hang out there. And, of course, I love to hang out by my pool and my wonderful outdoor living. Yeah, there Listening you go. to music and yeah, swimming in the yeah. pool and hanging, I, I, chilling, I, and relaxing. We need to become better friends because that sounds fun. <laughs> well, hey whenever, <laughs> hey, whenever you get a pool, you get more friends. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, favorite charity? St. Jude. Okay, St. Jude and what they do for children, and it's always been a great, great organization. Last great TV show or movie you watched? I love Saving Private Ryan. There you go. What a great movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. What is your most used emoji? Thumbs up. There you go. Agreeable. With my face that... Oh, the, yeah. your little emoji face? My little emoji yeah, face. Yeah, there you it's go. A, I don't know if it's very good, but it's what we use. <laughs> Did your kids help you make that, or did you, or did you figure that one out on your own? Oh, they helped me make. Okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm still trying. To, I'm trying to <laughs> still figure that one out. Okay, well, listen, that concludes our conversation on pools. Thank you so much. I uh, really, really appreciate you being our guest and having a great perspective. I appreciate you having me. It was a great opportunity, and I hope I can help people out there that are listening and um, help you through your process. And if, of course, if you would like a pool and outdoor living, give us a call. Yeah, what's your website? Watermarkpools.com. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I am Andrew Denny, and thanks for listening to Couture and Construction. Thank you for listening to yet another inspiring episode of KOTOR and Construction. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like us, please remember to share with your friends, family, and industry professionals.